welcome to the Spooky Succubus Cast. This is Abby. I'm Rebecca. And uh, kind of a big week. I mean, something happened. I mean, one of us. Maybe someone. Has some new big news. I yeah. got engaged this week and I'm very excited. Uh, maybe we'll put a picture on the Instagram. Yeah. Why not? I Whatever. Can, it's, we're in control. We're the captains now. But yeah, it was perfect, and Frankie the dog was there, and we had a nice day in Boston, uh, and he asked me on the greenway while we were just, like, sweating through our underwear. It was beautiful. Aww. It was very cute. hot. And then a nice but. a nice tourist couple stopped to take our picture. They were like, we can't believe we just saw that. I was like, I hope I made your trip. Aw. Yeah, they're going to tell all their friends back home, like, we saw someone getting killed. Have you ever seen someone propose? Yeah. Well, I saw Caesar propose to me. Well, not that. Like, like a stranger. Yeah. Like at restaurants? Uh, yeah, I think every time I've ever been to to the Big Apple, to NYC, I've seen someone get engaged. Like, yeah, like five times, probably. Well, here at the sad, rotten apple that uh, wishes it that was NYC, <laughs> but is it? <laughs> For real. Though. I have never seen a public engagement, so. Really? No, I saw my own. And then yeah. it was kind of cute. We walked by some people taking wedding photos on the Greenway after, and Adam was like, our wedding's going to be so much better. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> You're right. I like your energy, man. <laughs> but this week we're talking about um, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which is the inaugural film from uh, Iranian director Anna Lily Amirpour, Amirpour. Excuse me. And this movie is, like, so good. It was uh, very beautiful. Like, strikingly beautiful. Well, and apparently so, sad. very sad, very, like, touching very human. I really liked it. And mm-hmm. apparently um, a big source of like aesthetic inspiration is graphic novels, which you can totally tell um, mm-hmm. because of the like high contrast and the staging of each scene. Uh, and then I was like, that is so funny because it totally reminds me of Persepolis, which is right. like the only way I know anything about the Iranian revolution because right. um, I'm dumb and I... <laughs> I don't. I it's just a don't. good. That's a good book. Yeah, I, I kind of want to read it again now that I've watched this movie. Uh, it's also yeah. It's like defies definition. Like you could call it so many things. It's like a vampire movie, a romance movie. It's like a spaghetti western. Is mm-hmm. inspired by Nosferatu. Like it's yeah. It's it's a lot of things and nothing all at once. I it was, loved it's it. It's really good. Yeah. I really really liked it. I am. In love with Arash. He's... Arash is hot. Perfect. Actually, I love him. most of the players in this movie are pretty hot. <laughs> are, are pretty um, hot, yeah. Yeah, I think that... And I also... I mean, if we were smarter and had more time, we're just like, sorry, we suck. We're kind of stretched it's thin been a, these days. It's been a great week for Abby and a bad week for me. I haven't so. had an all great week. Other stuff happened. Right. But I have had an insane week, so I feel like just not back on the horse yet but yes rebecca lost a family friend this week so send her virtual hugs not real hugs because she doesn't like to be touched (laughs) i know i like a good hug every once in a while but uh yeah so you know i'm not all the way there emotionally you know but uh yeah man shit happens and we're real people not just you know really insightful movie critics um, that definitely are well-researched and well-rounded and mature. Um, and smart and perfect all the time. Yeah, exactly. We're also, we have flaws, man. We're humans. We experience trauma. Shit's going on. So, uh, But I think I'm reading today. Yes, good, good, because I didn't write the plot. Mostly it's just like, he's so cute. Rockabilly. Yeah, rockabilly. Dancing. I ca- said no. That That's one of my... Hossein. Notes. Oh, my God. No. Capital O. Uh, 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 Stop. Um, I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get so, into it. So, a young man, Arash, smokes a cigarette impatiently by a fence and finally jumps through a gap, uh, returning with his cat that was lost. He walks away through the streets of a post-industrial Iranian city, which is the fictional... 
Bad City, um, which is so cool. I love Bad City. I want to live it's, there. <laughs> you want to live there? I don't know. I don't. I'd live there. It's sad. There's a mass grave. There Just is like a mass grave. Chilling. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, those people that do like extreme like tourism, like death tourism or whatever. And they go to like former nuclear sites and hope they don't die. That's what going to Bad City would be like. It's weird that people you. do that. It is weird that people do that. We are, I don't know that. Like, why are we so like we have this insatiable need to like observe each other's trauma and be like, ha sucks for you. That will right, never I'm happen gonna, to me. And then it happens. Shit happens to you, you know. And then, yeah, you get lung cancer, you know, even though you've never smoked or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I don't I'm curious what will get me in the end. I don't know about you, but it could be so many things. Uh, I Yeah, I think this is this is my take is because I'm a deeply like clumsy um, not very observant person is I'm going to like fall prey to like an accident, you know, I'm like fall down a manhole cover or like get crushed by a falling like window pane or something. Good That's what story. I, I like it. I like it. Right. Mm-hmm. So Arash gets into his car and a kid credited as street urchin asks him for money. He tells him he doesn't have money and that it took him over 2000 days of work to buy the car. At home, Arash's father, Hossein, shoots up heroin. Uh, he's an addict. A drug dealer who Hossein owes money to, Saeed, stops by to collect. Uh, Hossein passes out, and Saeed takes the keys to Arash's beloved car to pay the debt. Furious, Arash punches a brick wall, which, like, just like a man. Just like a man. I mean... But I, I would can, be mad can too. do no wrong, and yeah, he was just mad. So, He's so I don't, cute. I don't credit him with toxic masculinity. But uh, Saeed has a like a broken heart on the back of his neck, and I really, really like that. Like I really like that. Tattoo. I read something I might get it. really funny that was like, okay, Ninja Five from D Ant Word is the physical manifestation of what Amir Poor wanted Saeed the pimp to look like. I was like, yeah, no, that totally tracks. <laughs> you can see that. It's also like he's got just sex, sex. tattooed under on like just under his chin, and then on his head, it says uh, "pimp" in, in Farsi. Farsi, yeah. yeah. Uh, the sex tattoo also looked like it was just drawn on by a magic like, marker, which I thought was I really funny. I love that, though. Because, <laughs> like, it's, like, the equivalent of, like, a American English-speaking person getting, like, just random other yeah. languages on them in, like, a shitty way. You know? Yeah. I loved it. The next day, Arash is traveling to his job as a landscaper by bicycle with a bandaged hand. He's called into the house by Shida, who is the, like, credited as the princess archetype uh, who needs him to fix the TV. Noticing a pair of diamond earrings, he asks Shida to leave the room while he fixes the TV, saying it's inappropriate for her to be in the same room with a boy alone. When she leaves, he swipes the earrings. Elsewhere, Saeed is with Ati, a sex worker who he's her pimp. Uh, He taunts her for her age, saying she must want kids, and then forces her to perform oral sex in uh, Arash's car when he notices a figure lurking behind the car. He kicks Ati out, but she insists on receiving her cut. Uh, He drags her physically from the car when she won't leave, saying she was light and calling her a hag. It's a weird insult. You're a hag. You're a hag. Okay. I would probably laugh if somebody called me a hag. I'd be like, that's what I'm (laughs) cultivating here. Thank you. (laughs) That was the aesthetic I'm going for, yeah. A girl in a chador, which is um, a traditionally Iranian Persian garment. So it's essentially like a semicircle of cloth. And the um, head is a veil, but the rest of the cloth is open for the wearer to sort of like manipulate with their arms. Uh, And then notably, um, they were not commonly worn before during the Shah's reign before the Iranian Revolution. And when Mm. they were worn, a black chador was typically uh, a mourning garment. And I'm sure there's like more subtext about this that we're too dumb to like unpack. But I read something. So she exits the shop and walks through the city to her apartment where she dances alone and applies eyeliner to go out. Outside, she walks by Saeed on the sidewalk and meets his eye in a meaningful way. And they go to his apartment, which is 
pretty sick. I kind of like his apartment. I called it Scarface decor because it's very like uh, drug kingpin. There's tigers. Yes. There's coke all over the place. So, you know what is the most interesting thing about this movie to moi is like everything feels like a parody of a real thing or like. Mm-hmm. Like a very staged version of a real thing, and the first time it really like hit me was um, Said's apartment when he's playing like the EDM music, but it just sounds like so goofy and not like real music. And maybe it is like a real like respected artist, but I was like, ah, time is nothing. Time is a flat circle. Nothing has meaning. I love it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the Vulture article that I was reading was like. This is. At, like simultaneously very unique, but also very very familiar. It's just like, yeah. and even the posters um, in the girls' home are like it looks like a Madonna poster, but isn't, and it looks like a be, but it's yeah. not. And so it's like but everything it's is like sort of similar, but not. But then real things are spliced in. Like she's listening to "Hello" by right. Lionel Richie, and like one of the posters is real, but the rest are like fraudulent. So it's just so disorienting. I really love right. It. it has like an unsettling effect, which is yes, so good. So uh, Saeed does lines of coke as she quietly assesses her surroundings. He approaches her uh, and she reveals fangs and bites off his finger. She then goes for the neck, kills him and robs him of jewelry and cash and other stuff she finds. When she bit his finger, I was like, huh, is it raw again? Like what? Thankfully, it was not a replay of raw. This was a little less, uh, less visceral, more stylized for all of our sakes. Yeah. God. Outside, she runs into Arash. Uh, when he's been calling Saeed's phone, saying he has something for him and wants his car back, and they pass each other on the way, respectively, in and out of the apartment. Arash finds the body, takes the car keys back, and then grabs the case filled with cash and drugs. Uh, okay, this I don't know if I needed to write this down. Arash brings Hussein water, and the girl takes a bath. So I was like, maybe it's like a water thing, but... I never investigated further, uh, so we carry on. Arash begins to sell the drugs, and he's able to pay to have his broken hand set correctly. He quits working for Shida. Um, Hussein approaches Ati for sex, but is rejected because he has no money. In the background, the girl watches, uh, and Hussein notices her and approaches her, but then gets nervous and runs away. So the girl begins to follow the kid, the street urchin that asked Arash for money at the beginning of the movie. Uh, she blocks his path and takes his skateboard. And then she asks if he's a good boy. He says yes. And she tells him not to lie and bears her fangs. She threatens him and says she'll watch him his whole life and insists that he be a good boy. I do not. This is part of where, like... The girl is complicated. Also, like, I really do feel for Hussein, but, um, Hossein. But, um, like, she doesn't need to do this to this poor child. Like, this child has experienced enough. Like, he does not need to be horrified to death and have his skateboard stolen. It is I don't wrong like that. that she stole the skateboard, but I think, uh, the, like, setup of this sort of, like, vigilante justice, like, you're not always going to be in agreement with an anti hero, but, uh, I guess it's like the complexities of how we rethink justice and demand justice for the less dead and sex workers like and that I think the point is like masculinity that is toxic and harmful begins like at the root right and these like early formative experiences so she's saying like I'm gonna watch you and she's like building yeah. the good boys she wants to like see the world populated with but she shouldn't have taken a skateboard she shouldn't I threaten mean, to yeah, pull his that's... eyes out no, yeah, I like I get that she's doing it because she doesn't want him to turn like grow up and be a, one of these disgusting men, but also like trauma isn't how you do that. I don't. That's, but like, I not... guess like in the fictionalized bad city, if you like live with and internalize like trauma on a day-to-day basis and you have intergenerational trauma like obviously Arash does from like whatever happened to his mother, like your tr- how are your responses able to be nuanced when like trauma is so inherent in your day-to-day life he but he's just he doesn't even know he doesn't even have the age to be reflexive on his trauma he's just like experiencing it again yeah so she's forever like going to t- re-traumatizing him before 
he's even been able to reflect on how his trauma shapes him. Yeah, poor, I really, that kid, that kid and the cat are really kind of... I love the cat. My favorite characters. They're I like the, the kid a lot, I care about too. the most. I like his tweed jacket. Um, I hope that he is okay. He's probably not. He's not okay, yeah. no. No one will, like, just give him, give the kid, like, a bed and some food instead of scaring him. I don't know. Arash uh, nurses Hussein with soup, but Hussein insists that he needs his medicine, uh, his drugs. Uh, and then Arash thinks of his mother and makes a costume for the party that Shida is attending that she spoke of earlier. At the club, she and her friend Shirin, who's actually played by Anna Lily Amirpour, uh, buy ecstasy from him and Shida persuades him to take one with her. He's high and he tries to kiss Shida but is rejected. Uh, He leaves the club and gets lost where the girl finds him while skateboarding. And Arash (laughs) tells her, I'm lost. And where am I? The way he's staring at that light is really We've all been that high. I feel bad for him. Um, The girl says they're in Bad City, but Arash says he doesn't recognize it and it doesn't look like where he's from. He asks why she is there and says he's never been like this before. He takes her hand, says she's cold, and then gives her a hug. Uh, she takes him to her home, and they listen to music. She pushes his head back with the intention to bite him, but resists, and then brings her head to his chest instead. The next night, Ati keys what she thinks is Saeed's car, but is actually Arash's car, and sees the girl watching her. I'm sorry my voice is cracking like a 12-year-old man whose Go. voice is changing. <laughs> It's okay. It sounds okay to me. Thanks. Uh, where am I? Oh, uh, the girl follows Ati and gives her Saeed's jewelry, paying the debt owed by Saeed. Ati brings her back to her apartment and they talk. The girl says she watches Ati at night and sees that she's sad and numb and has forgotten what it means to want things. Later, the girl kills a homeless man. Uh, When she returns home, Arash has left a note on her door to meet him later at the power plant. Uh, (laughs) They meet, and he brings her a hamburger, which she doesn't eat because she is a vampire. They listen to music um, and talk, and he gives her Shida's earrings. But her ears aren't pierced, so she asks him to pierce them with a safety pin. Uh, He moves to kiss her afterwards, but she says she's done bad things, and he says it doesn't matter, but she leaves anyway. Hossein is suffering from heroin withdrawal and thinks Arash's cat is watching him and believes it's his either ex or late wife. Uh, Angry, Arash gives him cash and tells him to leave, go get his medicine, take the cat with him, and not come back. Hossein goes to Ati when he's kicked out and says he wants to watch her dance like the old days. She complies, but he then ties her up with his belt and drugs her when she said she doesn't want heroin, which is gross. And like, no, Mm -hmm. no, no, you don't do that. No. I was feeling like, oh, fuck, Hossein is fucked up. Like, yeah, I mean, he that's what I really do feel for Hossein. Like, he's very. Yeah. He's tragic and and sick and addicted and, like, yeah, he did bad things, but the girl does bad things, too. It's just, like, I don't know. His murder didn't feel, it wasn't, like, a cathartic experience the way it was with with Saeed. It was really, really sad. Really painful, uh, but I think that's the end game, the point. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what are we doing? Uh, Oh, right. Hussein gets murdered. The girl enters the apartment and kills Hussein while Ati watches. Uh, They dispose of the body and Ati tells her to take the cat and leave. Uh, The little boy from, you know, from this movie, the one that's in the The movie. The only little boy, yeah. Takes Arash to his father's body the next day and insists that he didn't see anything, but he's lying because he spotted Ati and the girl hiding the body the day before. At home, he packs up to leave uh, and goes to the girl's apartment, begging her to go with him and saying he doesn't want to be alone. As she packs, the cat appears and Alash realizes she was involved in Hossein's death. They drive away together in silence and Arash pulls over and gets out of the car, uncertain. He gets back into the car, puts music on, and they meet each other's eyes before pulling away to continue their journey. It's like the the little trio go on their new sad yeah, little adventure. Yeah, the cats with them. They're going to break each other's hearts and 
probably some bad stuff and also more murders will happen, but it's sort of beautiful. Right, yeah. Uh, so much tension in the air, but when they when he stopped the car, it was like, fork in the road, it's a metaphor. That's It's a metaphor. We love metaphors! Uh, yeah, I really, this is like a really beautiful movie that's, um, not a whole lot happens, really, and there's like a lot of long shots, a lot of like quiet, like really quiet moments, but, um, it was really good. I really, really liked it. Yeah, and I think it's really validating to see sex workers get justice on screen, um, because Saeed dies after mistreating... My fucking fan just turned off. You may hear a gentle hum <gasps> from my fan. It's very hot here today. Uh, oh. My fan! Yeah, so Ati is... I mean, Ati is self-possessed and has plans for herself. She's saving her money, presumably to travel. And we actually see her get justice and, like, take back that future. And so, like, that's the point of an anti-hero, right? The, you can't always agree with them, but you can't always disagree with them. And the girl is, like... Such a great anti-hero. I love her. I mean, she, yeah, she does a lot of things that I don't agree with. That doesn't make, that makes me not able to love her. Like, her mistreatment of the kid and, like, she does love the cat, which is, like, I love Mr. Cat, too. But, um, like, she doesn't give the, like, she doesn't get, like, Hosen doesn't get the ability to, like, change and move forward, even if he, maybe he was not able to do that, but, like, she's done bad, too, and she gets to kill with impunity. She kills yeah. a man experiencing houselessness for no reason. Right. Like, and that so. scene is, uh, that scene is, like, not coded or crafted as something that is integral to, like, the flow of the story. It's sort of incidental. I think intentionally so, because, we're supposed to experience the girl with complexity and someone experiencing like being unhoused. It didn't do anything wrong. So I think right, like those lines that we draw about like what is morally reprehensible and where we blame people for systemic problems um, is a little like more fuzzy than I'd like it to be. Like obviously right. demanding justice for sex workers experiencing abuse at the hands of their pimps. Is there like a less ugly word for pimp? I don't love that I word. Hate but I hate using don't know. it. Um, yeah, shithead. I don't know what else he would. And Saeed is a very like one note character. Like he has, he's very two dimensional. He's pretty funny, and like the actor portraying him was like really good. And like when he's he's wearing a tracksuit and he's like lifting fifteens, like it's impressive. I like know. it's just like. It was, like, kind of heartwarming. It kind of made me want a tracksuit, actually. We're going back. The 2000 aesthetics are back. I know. It's horrible. Um, Jellies don't, like, stop. Okay, to be fair, jellies are really cute, but they are absolutely atrocious in any sort of weather. Like, they're so unpleasant. You get sweaty blisters. I can feel my feet, like moving around in a pair of jellies as I try to walk at this very moment. Disgusting. What, are you going to fill your jellies with, like, baby powder so you don't fall? (laughs) Is that the kind of life you want to (laughs) live? Uh, but I forgot what I was saying. I don't know, something about him not being... He's, like, barely... He, like, has no complexity at all, which is, like, the exact opposite of her. And, like, his, his attempts to seduce her with, like, dancing and the lifting um i don't know are just like kind of comical springs a little levity but what is more likely to work on you his very herky-jerky dancing or his lifting 15 pound weights i'd say the dancing the dancing me too yeah (laughs) (laughs) like okay you're lifting a 15 and grunting for no reason. That's a lot know. of grunting, yeah. Um, but would... to be fair, I wouldn't be impressed if he was doing a 50 either, so. And why is, like, coke the drug of, like, sleazy men? I mean, that's also, like... That's there's, a We've got three like, different types of drugs Problematic, here. yeah, a little bit. Like... It's, yeah, like, for the, for the rich women, it's ecstasy. Because they're, like, trying to have... Fun. For Hosan, it's heroin because he's tragic and sad and sick. And for Saeed, it's coke because he's 
Gross. Oh god, he's yeah. a narcissist. He's I like don't know. A yeah. really toxic guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the like the coding of drug use is kind of like unfavorable, but yeah. I mean. I just, I, like, really can't overstate how important it is to see, like, justice and complexity in characters that are sex workers on screen. I mean, yeah, I'm glad that that Ati got away and can hopefully, like, get the life that she deserves and kind of be able to move on. Um, But also, like, I don't like the demonization of drug use either. And even Hosen is, like... I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't know, know why I'm doing these things because he's going through drug withdrawals. Like, of course, he he can't control, like, he thinks that his the cat is his wife. Like, of course. And then, like, you don't even give him a chance. And then you just, he just throws more drugs at him. Like, yeah, and of course exactly. he po- took too many and is disoriented and, like, being impulsive and and rash and mean. I don't know. I just... It's like, really not like, not. it's not, also, it's not his fault what he experiences while going through withdrawal. Like, that's right. Um, not, like, a good coding of, like, what it's like to come down and, like, withdraw because you're, like, life is threatened. It's like, you're in, like, pretty physical danger, like... Yeah. You can be sick to the point of dying, and so he has, like, one episode where he's clearly unearthing, like, severe trauma and, like, pain, and he can't be, um, he can't be, like, given any compassion. He seeks comfort from Ati and arguably just tries to, like, experience some comfort and some routine, uh, and, mm-hmm. yeah, like... I don't know, like, it's obviously extremely wrong to drug someone against their will, and obviously there's yeah. a power imbalance between a sex worker and her client because of the exchange of money and the, like, inherent gender bias. But I don't know. I mean, maybe Hossein is supposed to be that complicated. Maybe it's all crafted yeah. so carefully uh, so that we take this, like, holistic, considerate look at what everything really means and what justice really looks like do you know what i mean i mean yeah i did like it's a complicated story but and i mean like arash does kick him out but it's also like a child who's been abused by the by their parent and like doesn't like is just over his shit which i also get and like he kicks him out without the intention of like hurting him or harming him but maybe just to like give himself a little bit of space right and then and that leads to, like, the ultimate tragedy. So, again... So then like, Arash has to experience guilt and pain. Uh, and right. then he has to come face-to-face with his father's murderer and, mm-hmm. like, accept a path that is, like, definitely not ideal. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. And he feels manipulated, like, because he has already fallen for her and they have this, like, sort of... Um, they're both isolated, lonely souls, and so they fi- they find each other and find this, like, peace together, but then he discovers that she's, like, caused yet another traumatic event in his life, and then he leaves with her to probably perpetuate more traumatic events, and it just feels, like, very... It's heartbreaking. Yeah. And, like... Arash is like ult- like he's a good person like he I mean stealing doesn't mean anything steal from the rich steal everything yeah that's his only crime is like he's good to everyone else in the movie except for the little boy who he's not abusive to unlike everyone else he's just like no I don't have any money which is true at yeah. that point he doesn't have any money so like I don't know I just feel for him and yeah like the girl like I like that she's like taking revenge for the female characters in the movie, but um, I don't know. feels a little... It's sad. Yeah. Makes me a little sad. I mean, I feel like, like, rethinking what is just and what is right and who is deserving of what is always going to be, like, a painful process. And, like, Hossein is a victim of, like, systemic evils, 
but he, because of that, perpetuates a sexist, misogynistic, violent act against Ati. So it's just really interesting to, like, watch the through lines kind of circle and see the girl navigate through this world that, like, she has this sort of unique kind of control over, but also is a victim to. So I think, like, everyone... I mean, everyone in the movie is, like, victimized and empowered in many ways. So that's what's, like, kind of interesting about the duality mm-hmm. in these characters. I love, Especially love Mr. to Cat. see it. I love Mr. Cat. So sweet. Played by um, a cat named Masuka. Masuka. The best cat actor. Who is not supposed to be part of the movie, but was a good enough actor that Amir Poor was like, okay, I like it. Okay, but this is my question. If it's not supposed to be in the movie at all, was it supposed to have a cameo? Where was, how did you meet this cat, you know? Right, where did this cat come from? I also think it's, like, a really good reveal for, um, for it to show up in, um, the girl's apartment. Yeah. Because that's how he finds out that she's the one that murdered his father, so, like... So I think we have Matsuka the cat to thank for what a good movie this is. (laughs) For the plot of this movie, Yeah. I, yeah, because I don't know what the unveil would be otherwise. So I, I want to talk a little bit about the styling of the girl because I think it's a really interesting approach to portraying the feminine, and I really like it. So um, she is always appearing in the same striped shirt and jeans, which are sort of like baggy and decidedly unfeminine traditionally, but she also has this like proudly wears this like marker of Iranian womanhood, and she's kind of like both androgynous and decidedly femme and female, but she also kind of like rejects both those identities. So I think the stylization is really specific and interesting, particularly like the way the shirt fits her and that she wears like little just like Ked sneakers like a kid would. Yeah, her little Ked. Yeah, I thought it was like sort of like this embrace and also rejection of the feminine that makes her sort of It, like, mirrors her complexity as a character in a really interesting way. I think it is so cool. I also think it's, like, uh, that's a, like, a modern concept is, like, women's ability to, like, either embrace the feminine or reject it or live somewhere in between. Yeah. Like myself. I'm a little bit of both. But I, but then, like, her use of the chador is, like, sort of incidental because it's almost like a Dracula cape. But it's also a marker of, like, Persian and Iranian culture. Right. That, so that women aren't gazed upon, but she is actively using her gaze in order to, like, seduce and entice men to their, like, ultimate end. Yeah. And then also to keep a watchful eye on other women. It's pretty interesting. I think that it is pretty interesting. Are we stupid? I like it. <laughs> I'm <can't> dumb. Talk. <laughs> what, this... One of the articles that I read, the veiling in vampire. Why were you going to say something? No, go ahead. I don't. I'm. A, I'm dumb. I'm an idiot. No. Um. Yeah, Ashley Begley points out that um, that often Muslim cultures and societies, their advancement is judged by how much they either reject or embrace their native cultures and that's part of this is like the embracing but also rejection of the symbol of Iranian culture so and I think also the fact that she utilizes the Shador like in some situations but not others like it's not really like when she's in her home with like a single man that's probably would normally be a marker of impropriety that she doesn't wear it but she's, like, recreating the rules around veiling in Bad City in her own environment. Um, and I think veiling is interesting, particularly in Persian culture, because it's an ever-evolving thing. Um, because, it, like, in the 70s, like, when the Shah was in power, women wore Western clothing. Uh, and mm-hmm. then veiling was only something done on special occasions. And then veiling cycles back with, like, the rule of the Ayatollah and the revolution. Uh, and now it kind of exists in this, like, liminal state um, that is, I think, really nicely represented in this movie. And please, if you have, or if you're Muslim and, uh, or Iranian and you have, like, 
a benchmark for how well we're doing with talking about this, which is like probably not poorly. Well. Uh, yeah, please uh, get in touch and let us know uh, what you think if you want to. I mean, as usual, I don't know anything. Um, I mean, yeah, I know I'm stupid and uh, and sad this week. I don't know. It's okay. Because veiling is something that, like, Western cultures look on as, like, a repressive institution. Right, yeah. But uh, in this movie, the veil is an empowering tool for the girl to, like, take ownership of her life uh, and to, like, sort of protect and serve other women in her her environment. And so that's very interesting. Uh, The fall down is where it's like there's this good bad binary that runs along gender lines and is very um exceptionalist uh but also i still kind of like that about it i don't know how to like explain how i feel about this movie me neither uh i also think it's interesting that because it's like an iranian american movie made by a director who i like uh who has a foot in both cultures the markers of like ati and the rockabilly Mm -hmm. they both wear like 50 style headscarves which now like modern american society views 1950s aesthetics as oppressive um and like with this very steep gender bias yeah so i think that's pretty interesting as well and rockabilly the way that they are is it's like they're wearing a western shirt they're wearing a headscarf when they're when they're like dancing with the balloon is also like i love that scene i love that That, scene too it's like freedom and like being tethered to things and like they're i don't know it like comes after she's murdered saeed so it feels like they're able to like just be a little free in that moment so yeah I think it's a narrative. I mean, like, the inclusion of rockability, Amirpour has said, like, has roots in, um, like, queerness and queer culture, Mm -hmm. but how it's, like, you know, you can't be gay in Iran. I think still. I'm not totally sure. But uh, so, like, that character who I would... I would say as a they, them, because they don't get any lines and we don't, like... No lines, We're not able to, like understand anything about this character except that they're there as a marker of like queerness and the existence of queer culture so like the balloon really is like you're totally right like it's a tether to like ethnic indigenous cultural markers but also the rockabilly shirt is this like connotation of queerness and like like the you know pursuit of freedom and other spaces mm-hmm. in your life that perhaps like your cultural heritage doesn't provide so honestly i think it's a completely underutilized through line that scene was just so beautiful so beautiful and it's also interesting because like adash and the cat are the first characters that we see but they are the second so like or like yeah. the, the second like in the second and scene it's always we see them very um close on their face like mm-hmm. their personhood is like you're supposed to consider their personhood you're supposed to consider right. like their emotive face like the way that they're moving through the world and then i mean i can't even find where they're credited i'm having a hard time with that but i'm not smart so um they are portrayed i looked it up cuz i was also confused um oops Hello. Because they're credited just as Rockabilly, played by Reza Sisko Safi. 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 I can't talk. I don't know. I can't even speak English. So, um, but yeah, I think the person portraying them, he identifies as a man. So I didn't even know. So I thought the Rockabilly credit was when the girl dreams and see, she sees someone coming down a dark tunnel that I thought originally was Arash, but his hand wasn't set. So I am just realizing that Reza Siksu Safai plays that they, presumably that they, them, rockabilly character. So thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm not smart. No, I think we're fine. I don't know. No one knows anything. Um, But I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? We haven't talked about... uh, Shade, Shadai, much. 
I forgot how do you is it S H I think it's Shy Da. I don't I don't know. Um, but like the very stark class systems. Um and like the mm-hmm. she's also stuck and bored and lonely and like doesn't really seem satisfied in her life either. So Shida is the credited as the princess, so she's the, the, the only member of the ruling class that we ever see in the movie. Uh, and she, like you said, is trapped and is sort of like in this liminal space where she can't move past her class distinction. But she also uh, utilizes her power to oppress others, not mm-hmm. the least Arash, but probably other people in her circle. Uh, we see her using Arash for drugs and for her own amusement and then pushing back when he like. I mean, I'm not going to say in any way she invited a sexual advance, but she's, like, she's bored she's also and she's playing with him. high. Yeah, she, th- he's high on ecstasy. Like, he just wants to touch something and, like, stare at stuff. So, like, I mean, I can't. He can do no wrong. But, um, oh yeah, she's, all, she's toying with him and flirting with him um, just to go with. Which wants. also is not, like, an inherently bad thing. And that's, like, an appropriate. But when there's use, a power imbalance. Yeah, that's an appropriate use of femininity. But, like, the power imbalance is really interesting because she is female, but she's also from the ruling class. And um, Arash is her employee. So uh, I think it's a really, like, complex kind of like look at how ruling classes in Iran and in other spaces like the Western world work and what it means to be like in a caste system, which we all exist within right now. Um, and uh, yeah, she's also like this other really specific expression of femininity where she has these like, you know, she plays, I think she goes as like kind of a playboy bunny or she goes in like lingerie to the costume mm-hmm. party. Uh, and that's, like, her specific way of expressing femininity uh, in this sphere. Did that make any sense? Are we are we okay? It did. Yeah. And she's also not wearing... She doesn't wear a, a veil. No. And she's having, like, she's going to costume parties. Like, she's doing all these very Western things um, and dressing in, like, a Western way. So... And he doesn't seem very interested in her. Like, no, he's just high. Like, and romantically, he, like, he's just high. And she's yeah. paying him attention, so he responds to the attention. Uh, and she rejects him, which is, of course, like well within her right to do. But then I don't know what we're supposed to think of Shida. I don't know what the director thinks of her. Like, she is... She seems pretty... Inc- like, she's inconsequential. inconsequential. She's a, like, manifestation of a class um, and the ruling class that is... She's bored. She's probably too smart for the situation she's in. Uh, she's shallow. But, like, why does that have to run concurrently with femininity, I guess, is the question. I think it's also to, like, really frame Bad City and our players yeah. as well, like, in this, like, oil refinery, like, derelict in comparison to, like, this high life that she's living. Right, so. right. Yeah. Totally. But I don't know. It's a good movie. Everybody should watch it. It is a really good movie. And I guess there may be some significance around water, but I didn't look up what it is. Um, yeah. Water means uh, lots of stuff. So. It's a metaphor. It's a don't metaphor. It. Um, yeah. Do you have anything Any, else anything to say? Anything else? <laughs> uh, no. I mean... Yeah, there's complexities um, in, like, the cultures represented that we, of course, know nothing about. And, like, research can only do so much. But um, but I love the portrayal of, like, the vampire western. Like, it's so unusual. Yeah. And I feel like it's a way of taking these sort of, like, uh, heteronormative like cisgender sort of like tropes that of western films and spaghetti westerns and reclaiming them in a space that's like decidedly feminine decidedly queer and decidedly um like turning you know gender norms on its head in many ways so Mm -hmm. i think it's brilliant do you want to hear some trivia let's hear it uh so anna lily amirpour the director 
did uh, some of the skateboarding sequences because she's a lifelong mm-hmm. skateboarder. Can you believe? She's also a DJ. So DJ That's skateboarder. Like part of the good soundtrack comes from. Uh, and then uh, the film was shot in 24 days, which I don't think is that God. interesting, but it's really fast. No. And there's a corresponding group of graphic novels that I think we should totally read together. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really fun. That is fun. Let's do it. And I like graphic novels. They, I like graphic novels too. Hold on. I'm going to look up who did the artworks right now. The artworks on the walls or in the graphic novel. Okay, so my Google search of Bad City graphic novel turned up a lot of information about Sonic the Hedgehog, so I'm going to have to get back to y'all when I'm (laughs) in a better situation for Googling. What? Uh, Strange. Is that the name of the city in Sonic the Hedgehog? I don't know. All right. A girl walks home alone at night. Um, Oh, and I guess the whole movie is kind of like an upending of the title itself, which is pretty interesting, too. Right. Because it's she's not vulnerable and she's not preyed upon. She's the hunter. Okay, great news. The uh, graphic novels are just called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which is something maybe I could have Googled before Bad City. (laughs) Bad City comics. Okay, this is what I was looking for. Michael DeWeese is the illustrator uh, and is super talented, and they look really good. So don't don't hesitate. If you want to read them with us, let us know. We'll do it. I'll do anything. I truly um, except get these episodes out on time. Listen, we're fine. I'm very like all over the place. I need to like settle back into my routines because we were everywhere and nowhere. We went camping this weekend. So fun. I want to go. Can't wait. Not pooping a hole camping, but roughing it nonetheless. Uh, pooping the hole, pooping a hole camping is fun too, though. I think it would be. Just, yeah. Like, Far away from everything. It's nice. I think the most important thing you can do is just budget your water correctly. That's camping advice from Abby. Did you not budget? Did you feel dehydrated? We, I felt a little dehydrated, to be honest with you. But I'm not great at drinking lukewarm water or warm water either. Are you Caesar? I can drink water at any temperature. No, I really like it to be cold. I'm sorry. So does he. I don't... He... He has to keep the Brita in the fridge, which I am kind of the opposite. Like, I like cold water sometimes, but usually, like, I like a like a room temperature water. Apparently, cold water is not even great for your system. I know, right. like... It's like a shock. A lot of my Chinese friends, like, never keep their Britas in the, um, in the refrigerator because it, it's... They say it shocks your system. I don't... Yeah, I feel that. I think it's, like, an Eastern kind of medicine thing. But I just like the way it tastes, and I think that water is kind of gross, so I'm like, I really need it to be cold. I know, okay? I like seltzer. It's how I get my hydration. It's not a good situation. I'm not doing okay. My sister and I are both, like, room temp water drinkers, uh, but Caesar hates it, so. I think my sister would. I have to keep my burger in the fridge. Would drink water at any temperature. I just took a, like, defiant swig of seltzer after that, just so everyone knows. (laughs) (laughs) So next week we're talking about Orphan, which is a freaky deaky movie that really got me when I first saw it. I'll say that. Really got you. And then in a couple Uh, of days we'll be releasing our bonus episode on our Patreon, which will be the fourth kind. So I uh, love that movie. So hop on over there if you want to see whatever stupid shit we're saying about it. Stupid. It'll be dumb for sure. Yeah. Um, Forgive us for being kind of on the struggle bus. uh, And please take to the internet to congratulate me heartily on my engagement because I love attention. Give me attention. Don't we all love attention? We're all just, you know, trying to seek love wherever we can find it. Ain't that the truth, baby. Uh, So rate, uh, review, subscribe on the iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. And then, I don't know. Email us. Find us on Instagram. Email me. At spooky succubus underscore cast. Uh, yeah, talk to us. What are we going to fuck this week? I'm going to say 
fuck the demonization of um, drug addicts and drug use. I'm going to say fuck the word pimp. Let's get a new word. Or just let sex workers be in charge of their own agency uh, and be their own bosses. How about that? How about that? Uh, Fuck Islamophobia? Yeah, for Uh, sure. Uh, Fuck drinking warm water? I don't... I mean... Everyone drink water at whatever temperature you want. Just like stay hydrated. Okay. It helps your brain all right. Function. All right. Good point. And you know, if you're in the seltzer gang, feel free to slip into my DMs. We'll compare flavors. Just drink a regular cup of water, just like once in a you while. You can't make just, like, me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we first started, we were working together, and like me and my huge bottles of water, and then you and your like twelve ounce can of seltzer, and I was like, you need um to drink water and you're like this is water and i was like okay what are you my fiance telling me seltzer isn't water i can say fiance now (laughs) uh yeah it's not it's water sure there's water content um but the carbonation takes away some of the hydration i'm just gonna say it okay listen i know do you think i don't know this i don't need to hear this I do drink a lot of coffee too, so probably we're on the same hydration you, level here. You, whatever your vessel is that you're drinking out of, you can bet it's going to be gigantic. So, <laughs> hey, <Yeah. laughs> all there right, fuck Arash, but in a nice way. He's our in a nice way. He's our king, our rockabilly king. I mean, if Saeed had a better personality, I would probably and, like, fuck wasn't a shit bag. Yeah. yeah, he's got a. Fun way to dance. Is it bad know? that I like the like tracksuit open with no shirt underneath it thing? With like bad tattoos? Yeah. No, I I'm get it. I like bad I tattoos. It. I mean, I if just. If he wasn't a misogynist, I'd be right yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, he could still call me a hag because I think it's funny. <laughs> That's right. right. All right. Next week, we'll see you for Orphan. Um, I was almost going to say, if you have any questions in the meantime, please don't hesitate to contact me. But that's an email. We're not an email. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We love y'all. Bye. Bye.